drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. It is picked up by the line, coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30, it's at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, touchdown to Torbeyer, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Detroit Lions! Cornbread! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for coming and listening to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Uh, we got a loaded up show today. We are going to be talking uh, about this Titans ball game. Uh, we got to talk about the uh, firing that happened. Uh, get Griffith's thoughts on that. So we're going to talk about uh, what's Griffith think about uh, the the GMs have been brought in so far. Can't wait to hear that. Uh, the Oakery mock draft, a five round mock draft. We'll talk about that. And I got a big challenge for Griffith at the end of the show that you got to wait for. You guys are going to enjoy that, I think. So everybody, it's a it's a great show. We're talking Lions. It's been another tough season, but uh, Griffsky Waffle Maker, I know you're there. How you doing this week? Oh, man. Christmas is almost here. So what's that mean? It means I'm doing good. Doing good. How can you not be doing good when it's Christmas? Gosh. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Just excited. It's it's been a different year, no doubt. It's going to be a different Christmas, but we're we're, we're hopefully getting to the end of this thing and uh, be around uh, limited family as well as, you know, just uh, always a good time in Michigan and across the country. So good stuff there, no doubt about it. Uh, Grifka, we got to start off by talking about some not good stuff, and that's a Detroit Lions versus Tennessee Titans game. I mean, 46-25. I mean, let's just start with some of the bigger plays here. Beginning of the game, you know, the, the Titans go right down the football field, eight minutes uh, what this was a six minute drive, 12 plays, 75 yards capped off by, Oh, guess what? A three yard Derrick Henry touchdown. I mean, that surprised absolutely no one, but what did surprise people's lions came right back down and got a touchdown of their own, a little pass to, to Marvin Jones. I think this is the one that swept the internet. If I'm not mistaken, where Matt Stafford looked right and fired the ball right over the middle of the field over the linebacker. I mean, absolutely incredible to make this game 7-7. I mean, what are you thinking here? The the Titans come back, get another touchdown, 14-7 after one quarter of football. I'm thinking, are the Lions going to be able to stop them all day at any point in the day? Um, the next thing I was thinking was like, hey, Ryan Tannehill doesn't suck, even though it was your prediction. <laughs> He does suck. That's the problem. Is I said I said about fifteen times last show how bad he sucks because his name's Ryan Tannehill. He's a horrible quarterback. I never pay him a hundred million dollars. And I also told you he's going to tear up the Lions because the Lions can't cover play action. They can't cover all this little misdirection they do. And that's exactly what happened in this game. What I have the score forty-one to twenty. I don't know what you had it at. Something crazy too. And they they scored more. And the the Lions scored about what we thought. It was. Uh, exactly what we call last Friday. So don't get me all upset here. But yeah, Ryan Tannehill, you suck, bro. I hate you. And I know, I know you ended up liking it. But once I saw him trying to, you know, tackle Derrick Henry. And first of all, kudos to you, my man, picking the over at 150 yards when, uh, you know, uh, I was like, congratulations. I mean, you should have took that, to, you know, bet online and and, and bet that because you would have won big time. But uh, still, the uh, those lines trying to tackle the hippo, that's exactly what it looked like, especially when Derrick Henry, like, took that guy from the JV team and just kind of, like, planted him in the ground. What was that Alex Myers, I believe, is that guy's name? <laughs> Whatever. He it's put like, him in the ground. He was, like, the sacrificial, he was the sacrificial lamb on that play. It's like, hey, try to go out there and tackle him. And he just <laughs> gave him a stiff arm. That was, that was utterly amazing. It honestly made me laugh. It really did. 
Grifka, this is weeks and weeks of the Detroit Lions dipping themselves in Crisco before the game and just sliding off tacklers, fumbling around the football field, getting run right through. I mean, it's embarrassing. But but I got a little beef with the stiff arm. I feel like the stiff arm's a cheap play by the by these people that like to do it because they're they're running out wide. The guy's trying to make a legit NFL tackle, and the offensive guy's just allowed to basically assault you and punch you in the face, and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, I think, I think it's a weak play by Derrick Henry. I know he gets all this love on, on good morning football, angry runs. Everybody wants to talk all about this was so incredible. I mean, what does he outweigh the guy by like a hundred pounds and he's running towards him and the other guy's coming off the angle and he just pushed him in the face. I mean, big freaking deal. I mean, it's, it's a weak play by offensive players that just take advantage with these, with these stiff arms, in my opinion. I have a question. So Hot take, the thing I, I tweeted, the, the thing I tweeted with the video where the lion with the lions trying to tackle the hippo. My favorite part is the one where like the lion like jumps on the back of the hippo and then just jumps off. It was kind of like watching that all game. They were just like hitting the guy and just like falling off. That's exactly what it reminded me of. So, if, if you don't but, know what Grifka's referencing, you can find him at Grifka DKC, where he puts out about four tweets a year. They're usually negative about the Detroit Lions. This one half made me laugh and then half pissed me off because it was Grifka going negative, making fun of his favorite team by putting up something about some rhino with with lions on him that were just fumbling hippo. off side to side, what, whatever it was. It doesn't go check it out at Grifka DKC. Half laugh. Hey, a lot of people what laughed what a, at what that a, man. Tell a him what a people. waffle. Maker he is and what a chump he is for putting that up because Grifka when the Lions win a ball game when the Lions score 40 when the Lions win by two touchdowns you hear nothing from this guy but the minute he can goof on his favorite team oh he loves it it just as soon as what the Lions have a running back where guys are just like falling off him like that and they and he can stiff arm somebody like that I will find the same video and I will post it again saying this is ex you know this is so and so Lions running back you know running through Whatever defense. Okay. We, we can't wait for that. Let's get to the second quarter, Grifka. Me Ryan, either, actually. Ryan Tannehill, 17-yard touchdown pass after another eight-play, 93-yard drive, 21-7. Then Romeo Quara makes one of the better plays all year by the Detroit Lions. Just stuffs his guy, jumps over him, and kills Ryan Tannehill for a safety. So it's 21-9. Lions come right back down the football field. DeAndre Swizzle sticks with a two yard rushing touchdown. I mean, silky as could be. They love seeing that. Um, but then they get a field goal, 24 to 15 at the half. I would say, what are you thinking? But I know it's just a bunch of random jokes and 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 just garbage, non Detroit Kool Aid quality. So, I mean, at this no, point, actually, I was me, thinking they were hanging. I was thinking they were actually hanging around more <laughs> so than I thought they would at that point. I'm like, oh, they still have a chance because the offense had moved, you know, was moving the ball. It's just they were having a lot of trouble stopping Tennessee. So that's what I was thinking. I'm just like, gosh, you know, they get the ball first in the second half, you know, come down, score. It seems like the line's been doing that a lot. You know, they, they were keeping it closer than I thought they would. Unbelievable, everybody. Point. I mean, I, I'm proud of you, Grifka. It only took you 15 weeks to kind of jump on board and be halfway positive through a football game. They were hanging in there. This was decent. Matt Stafford's out there, um, you know, showing up. Put, throwing BBs all over the field, playing pretty good football, but this defense is so embarrassing. I mean, there's not one game this year where I went in and had any expectations for this defense. I mean, yeah, I tried to hang on. I tried to come in here and, and serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid for the people. You know how I do it every single week. Drink it in, man. I'm telling them, hold on, be patient. Maybe the Matt Pat D, maybe this will all figure itself out. No, this defense is horrible. It's one of the worst defenses I've seen from the Detroit Lions or any football team for that matter absolutely embarrassing so they 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 couldn't stop anyone i mean uh, what's your tagline grifka as far as coverage goes oh man they couldn't cover a coffee table sure couldn't i mean absolute jerseys dipped in butter and anything else that's that's extra slippery here just running off tackles not tackling not trying it was just embarrassing again and and grifka if you want if people want to follow me they can find me at Derek oakry where i had to call out our boy ao i mean you know who he is that guy at corner his name's ao oh baby the reason I say, oh, baby, is I had to come after him because this guy gets all this love. You called him like a number one corner a few weeks ago here on this show. 
Oh, this guy does get roasted, toasted, and extra crispy every week. He's sitting out there with his mouthpiece dangling around, can't cover anybody, slipping off tackles. I mean, gosh, this guy is an okay football player. He's probably a 3-4 corner on a decent team. Everybody acts like he's some building block. How about you go out and actually cover somebody, get your hands on a football again, or or make a, a good solid tackle rather than, I mean, his good plays are few and far between. I mean, you still going to defend this guy, Grifka, just because we love playing the sound? bite because you said he was was good and you fell in love with him off of a few plays i mean he's week after week now he's my new justin coleman every week ao just getting burned all over the football field every single play embarrassing yeah he's he's getting burned but the worst part is he obviously went to the Deion sanders school of tackling because that guy don't want to put his body in front of anybody in a pros no. he made some uh he, he definitely made some business decisions on sunday to throw his arms at derrick henry as he ran at him and like, oh, he he broke my arm tackle. It's like, dude, it's just like he's like totally like not moving his hips and just throwing his arms out there, hoping that Derrick Henry would laugh himself to the ground after seeing that type of tackle attempt. Exactly, and and we're gonna get to the second half. We got plenty more to get to on this show, but I'm all fired up now. Every time it's like third and short, second and short. I mean, we got both of our Bumsky corners playing 15 yards off. I mean, there's playing a random area of the field. I mean, me and you could step back there and complete these first downs. I mean, we're about as good as Ryan freaking Tannehill. And this guy's over here just, uh, what kind of defense is that? Third and second and short. And we're playing like like uh, prevent defense. Like it's a end of the half, Hail Mary. I don't know what we're doing. That makes no sense to me, especially when the guy runs a, a three-yard. I mean, I saw a, A.J. Brown, who's an absolute physical beast, he ran up three yards, turned around, and caught about three, four balls for however many yards and moved the sticks. It was, it's not difficult against the Detroit Lions. Hey, Corey Unling, wake up, buddy. What are you doing over there? Because that's a horrible defensive call. Grifka, let's, let's finish out this game. Third quarter, I mean... The, the one thing that's weird about the Lions is so the last couple of years, they would always collapse in the second half of probably what, four years ago, all they would do is come back in the second half. Now all they do is start out pretty decent, fall apart. But to me, their third quarters have been like the quarter where they hold people to like no points or they, they actually stiffen up a lot of times in the third quarter only to then collapse like a ton of bricks in the fourth quarter i mean a field goal by matt prater a 53 yarder after he missed another extra point uh uh, but he bombs a 53 yarder so it's 24 18 heading into quarter four me and even the waffle make over there at griff could dkc are like hey this is a decent ball game we're playing pretty decent here Little did we know that sorry-ass Ryan Tannehill will come back and throw another three-yard, or actually ran in a three-yard touchdown. Then they got a two-point from the rhinoceros, the hippo, whatever you're calling them there on your tweet you put out. Then A.J. Brown scores. Then Swizzle uh, has one of the greater stanky legs I've seen since, uh, I don't know, either Theo Riddick or the one you say that you're going to throw on Taylor Decker before he choke slams you through the barricade when you continue to call him an average football player. And then a guy named Darrington Evans, a no-name rookie to most people like Griff's, Grifka, a great guy that I love. Darrington Evans is a catch the football, make good plays. Actually, no, I'm going to change that. Here's going to give Grifka a little love. Grifka brought up Darrington Evans. I never heard of this bum in one of our draft shows. But then when I did some research, I've actually have him in a few very deep d- dynasty leagues. This guy actually finally got healthy out on the football field. He's, he's making plays against the Detroit Lions. 46-25, an absolute collapse in the fourth quarter. We're going to get to one of the pivotal plays here in a moment. Grifka, when did you quit on the team? I mean, it's pretty obvious why you quit on him at this point. I mean, absolute embarrassment here in the fourth quarter. Hello? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of like Wake when up. the exact time I was I quit. I don't think I quit. Hello? Yeah, I'm Hello? here. I'm, I'm waiting for oh, you to bring some energy. I'm over here running the show. You're over there taking a nap on me. <laughs> I'm trying to like think of when they when I exactly quit, and I'm like, oh, this game's lost. Maybe it was after the uh, the uh, fake punt attempt, which I think was actually a bad spot because it looked like he got it. And at that point, I'm just like, okay, they're going to go down and score and put the game away. I believe that's that was the point right there, is when I was like, I guess I mailed it in for lack of a better term. All right, Rivka, I don't want to hear any more of your analysis. Okay, we got it. They, the Lions got whooped by Tennessee. We got to- so much more to get to, so let's get to that. Let's get to the fake punt Grifka, i have an exclusive here on the detroit kool-aid cast nobody else has this type of content are you ready for this yes i'm dying to hear this 
Grifka, I have audio of Daryl Bevel's discussion with Brandon Coombs, the special teams coordinator, the day after. Are you ready to hear it? Nobody has this type of audio, only on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. You must have an inside man down there at Allen Park. I do. You, you, you ready to hear this? I'm sure everybody is just dialed in right now. Yes, I'm, I'm like I said, just play this. Stop, stop leaving people, you know, hanging. <laughs> All right. So this is Daryl Bevel, head, interim head coach at the Detroit Lions, to special teams coordinator Brandon Coombs the day after. Screw you. You're fired. 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 So there it is, Grifka. Like it was a pretty much a one-way conversation between Bevel and Coombs. I mean, I I thought this was a good play in the football game. You're gonna try to win, but the fact that it comes out later that he basically just went rogue. Bevel told him to punt. He just ran his own play. I don't like that part. The part I do like is every interview I heard of Brandon Coombs, like he was no nonsense, got a lot of moxie, you know, seems like a very smart guy, guys that gets his team all riled up, gets them to play for him. So the fact that you would do this against that coach, I don't like, but the fact that you would have enough chutzpah to do this as well as a pretty good call in the game had you got it. And like you said, pretty dang close, pretty much thought we had it. But again, it goes against the Detroit Lions. But, I mean, Daryl Bevel obviously didn't think so. Screw you! You're fired! <laughs> so, what did you think of this? Did you think it was a good, you know, call at the time? Do you think it's it's warranted after? Where are you at on this whole uh, deal going down? Yeah, I was pretty surprised at the time it happened, and... Like I said, I thought he made the spot. So I was just like, oh, and I just, you know, I don't want to say, oh, line's got jobbed again. But it was, I thought it was a bad spot. It looked like he actually got it. Then afterwards coming out, oh, he didn't check with the coach. And what is he, the thing that he didn't fit the team, was it, um, not chemistry, but, you know, the, culture, the mindset Griffin, of the team. The culture. Yeah, the, the culture. I'm like, when I read that, I'm like, what is the culture of the team for you to say you don't fit it? It's like. Bevel, you've been the head coach for like three, four weeks, and all of a sudden you have like something established there that allows you to say this. And, you know, Rod Wood's like, yeah, you're right. This guy's what? He's what? He's too young. He's too talented. I mean, he's, you know, obviously I'm reading the stuff like some of the players that liked him, and and I'm like reading fans like, oh, four no-name guys on the special teams like this guy. And I'm just like, well, those are the guys who play for him just because they're not, you know, superstar starters. I mean, still, though, I mean – I th- I thought the special teams was the best part of the team this year. We've had this discussion, but <laughs> just to get rid of this guy, it's like he went rogue. He didn't fix the culture. He was in it for himself. Maybe because at one point in the year, he realized that the rest of like, you know, somebody was going to get fired. So he's like, screw this. I'm going to do my best to get myself another job. So he obviously, <laughs> I thought the special teams pretty well. So, you know, Daryl Bevel, sorry, man. It kind of makes you look like a douchebag, man, really. Oh, hold on, Griff. You're you're advocating this. You're saying, oh, just because the guy was was there's nothing to play for. He wants some other job. That it's okay just to go call your own play. I mean, that doesn't fly. That's that's not okay. I'm I'm advocating saying yes because Daryl Bevel's gone anyways. So it's just like, give me a break. So 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 hey, just do whatever you play. want, everybody. Don't listen to the interim coach. Just call whatever you want. Run whatever you want. Griffka doesn't care. He he just he just wants everything to go. I mean, if he's the head he of the special teams, go, I, mean, I mean, whatever. So it is. you think what? So what does the, the defense coordinator? Doing? Does the defense coordinator always check with the check with the head coach? Hey, this is the defense are going to run. Are you cool with that? Yes, everything runs to the headset, Grifka. And in this situation, when it, all the details come out later, it doesn't matter what everybody, all the rumor and innuendo about the person and what they thought about him behind the scenes. It matters that the head coach said, punt the football 
and the guy went and ran something else that cost the team. I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, Grifka, don't do this to me here on a Wednesday show. That drives me freaking bonkers. Don't don't act like this is okay. It's not okay, but I still like the guy. I think he might be a good head coach someday, but you can't just do whatever the heck you want uh, across the board. That's not how it works. I don't know, man. It was still pretty cool, though. I mean, forget it. Let him go rogue. Best thing Best thing that happened. That that didn't cost him the game. That defense that Corey Unling was throwing out on the field cost him the game. Griffka, I, I can't wait to use this soundbite on you sometime here on the show when I, when I kick you off the show. Screw you! You're fired! <laughs> That's going to come in handy more times than not here on the show. But, uh, yeah, I, it was very surprising. I mean, it came out of nowhere. But as you hear more about it, I mean, I'm more on the side of, yeah, Daryl Bevel's not the end-all, be-all. He's not the going to be the head coach here long-term. I do like a lot of things that he's brought to the table. I also do think he's kind of a... How do I say this? I want to say wimpy coach, but I think he's a nice players coach that nobody's afraid of, that everybody sort of likes, the media likes, because he answers all their questions and doesn't treat them like absolute garbage, like a lot of them should be treated with their stupid questions, but... I mean, he's not going to be a tough guy head coach. Uh, to me, this is the toughest move that he will make. It does show that he does have you know principles and stands by them as well as others do. I mean, Grifka, we got to keep the show moving. But the worst part about this whole situation was not only that Coombs was gone and he'll probably be a good coordinator and maybe a head coach down the road and people will all point to it. But the worst part about it was that Daryl Bevel went to Rod Wood for approval and Rod Wood green lighted and, and stamped this thing. I mean, why, why is Rod Wood involved in football type decisions? I mean, I, I don't understand why he's like the main guy now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's one of those things I believe on one of my solo shows. I talked to us just like, dude, you're just a bean counter. Just say, can we afford him or not afford him? Or do we have to like, you know, refinance Ford field to pay for this guy? I don't want you like, well, yeah, this makes perfect sense. I mean, uh, I don't think he's that good special team's coach anyway. That, that, uh, that's what I did know, three like, years ago for the old, uh, you know, Kiwanis Club that he works for, his golf committee. They they got rid of somebody because they broke a, a policy rule. So he said, yeah, sure, do it now. I mean, this guy has no place in football. I'm sure he's great with numbers. I'm sure he's a good businessman. I'm sure he's a a chotch to be honest when it comes to business he's probably one of those cutthroat you know don't care whatever type business dudes but why he's dabbling in football why the head coach of the detroit lions has to go to rod wood on anything is like man can we get a gm and people in here that hopefully like either don't have to answer this guy or aren't his buddy or don't tell say that that's their superior because Rod Woods, nobody's superior. He's, he's the financial accountant for the Fords. That's it. That should be it. Only he continues to get mentioned left, right, and center. So I, I don't know. I mean, this is just ridiculous, but we, we got way more to talk about than that. But I, I'm glad I was able to bring people exclusive audio. I, I'm sure I'll fire Grifka many more times here on the show with those drops. Grifka, I want to do something for the people before we take a break. Good old Keith. Good old Keith from Twitter got at me, and he said, man, I heard today that the Lions had some COVID cases. They shut down the – you know, the the facility. They're doing online meetings. Like, hey, he's like, I got to hear – what Grifka's got to say about if this game's going to be canceled, you know, if this is rumored innuendo, who who it might be, what's going on. And I said, well, first of all, Keith, I appreciate your support. Second of all, I wouldn't want to hear what Grifka has to say on almost anything, but we both do appreciate you listening to the show. And third, he asked me to do this before you answer. Grifka, Keith would like some Grifka conspiracy theories on maybe what's going down at Allen Park, maybe maybe if this game would be canceled and why, maybe similar to, I don't know, what Jimmy Harbaugh has been doing down there in Ann Arbor with those cancellations. It's been a nice conspiracy theory for Keith and the people about what the heck's going on at the Allen Park headquarters down there for the Detroit Lions. Okay, so... This is what's going on down there. The Lions are looking to save money because they haven't had fans. So if they don't play a game, they technically don't have to give out a paycheck for them playing the game. So nobody got to show up at the pay window on Tuesday. You know, with it being closed down, 
You can't even open the pay window to hand out the checks for the games they didn't even play. So the Lions are looking to save some cash this week by doing that. And um, maybe one of those things, like the defense looks so bad, they know it. Corey Emley can't stop Brian Tannehill. They're just wondering what Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, who actually need the W, you know, to make the playoffs is going to do to them on a Saturday. So they're looking to get out of this game somehow, maybe screw over Tom Brady because nobody, you know, nobody likes Tom Brady here in Michigan for some odd reason. Well, at least not Michigan fans, but still, this game won't be canceled because it's on Saturday. You know, the Lions are playing Saturday on NFL Network. So sorry if you don't have NFL Network people, you're going to miss the game. But um, <laughs> NFL wants this game, even though the Lions don't, so nobody can show up to the pay window on Tuesday. <laughs> Unbelievable, everybody. That's that's the Grifka conspiracy theory. Of course, it's vetted around the fact that he continues to say the Lions are cheap. When they're not cheap, they spend. They spend on the wrong things. They spend on the wrong people. But they are not a cheap organization, as Grifka continues to try to perpetrate here on the show. But when Keith said this, I was thinking, you know it would be so quote-unquote Grifka when he goes oh it's so Lions or all these people on Twitter oh that's SOL that's that's just so Lions is if the only game that's canceled all year due to COVID and due to all this stuff is the Detroit Lions versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers basically a primetime Saturday game on NFL Network is just oh we can't play we had too many issues and we couldn't get them under control we cancel it but like you said I don't know how that would impact the draft and whatnot I hope it doesn't happen but that would that would be a, a sorry sight if the only game missed in 2020 was the Detroit Lions here on a Saturday, the day after Christmas. But you, you did pretty well, Grifka. You did try to steal Benny Blades' uh, tagline three to four times. I'm not sure he's going to be too happy with that. I mean, you already got Taylor Decker that's ready to choke slam you through a table. Just just imagine if Benny Blades got his hands on you, Grifka. I mean, I, I threw you a bone a couple weeks ago. We're trying to set up where you could come on the B-L-E-A-V and Lion show with myself and Benny Blades and ask one of your, your boyhood heroes, one of your favorite Detroit Lions, a few questions. But if you start ripping off his catchphrases or telling me you're wonderful every day on this show like he does or or stealing, talking about Matt Stafford every third word like like Benny Blades does and forgetting the names of players. I mean, number 36 isn't going to be too happy with you and he's just going to he's just going to drill you. He's going to ear hole you across the middle like he used to do back in the uh, back in the 90s there. That's one of those things, man, if you allow me to come on and get a chance to talk to Benny Blades, I will just ask him a question and just listen to him talk because that man has some great stories. That guy can tell a story. Uh, I would, it's like one of those things where you see like the, you see like the cartoons or something of like, of of like one of the elders sitting on underneath a tree on a stump and all these people sitting around (laughs) listening to him. That's what I would be with just, you know, just listen to Benny Blades tell stories. Grifka, we can't have you come on and be fanboy. You gotta, you gotta do like me. I got, I was nice to Benny Blades for like two weeks, and after that, now me, me and him just mix it up every week and and yeah, holler at each other and have a bunch of fun. But speaking of that, um, we're gonna take a break right now and your quick sponsor, a quick little ad about my uh, other podcast called B L E A V Believe in Lions on the Believe Podcasting Network that drops every Thursday. Myself, Benny Blades, talking Lions, talking about his old playing days, telling stories arguing with each other, um, talking football. So everybody take a quick listen to this. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Derek Oakry of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. And this is normally where I tell you about some of our great sponsors. But today, I want to tell you about my other Lions podcast. It's called Believe in Lions. And that's spelled B-L-E-A-V on the Believe Podcasting Network with both myself and Lions legendary safety, Benny Blades. Yeah, you know who he is. The hard-hitting safety, Benny Blades, played for the Lions. He also played for... The U, you know what it is, the University of Miami, those Miami Hurricanes. He mentions it multiple times a show. Benny loves to talk about his Hurricanes, his Lions, and I love to play this soundbite on the show. 
we have a ton of fun on that show. We laugh, we joke, we talk lions. Like I said, he brings up the hurricanes. I talk about my Michigan Wolverines. Um, it's, it's a really fun show. Benny loves the lions. He tells great stories from his playing days, as well as, uh, we're just rooting on this team. We B L E A V in the lions. So please go ahead, find it on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button. And check it out. Share it with a friend. We really appreciate it. So check out Believe, B-L-E-A-V and Lions, myself and Benny Blades. Thank you guys so much. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, thank you so much for listening to that sponsorship. Myself, Benny Blades, really enjoy doing that show and uh, always love doing this show with uh, at Grifka DKC on Twitter on the other end of the line here. We always have fun chopping it up, making each other laugh, arguing, talking football. So Grifka, like normally, I, I... I throw things at you. We, we banter back and forth. You know, I, I don't ask you these open-ended questions normally because your answers, I mean, they, I don't know, they, they mostly do this. That drives me freaking blockers. <laughs> but Grifka, I, I need to ask you just straight out, like, where are you at with these GM candidates? So I'm going to give you a name, and, and I just want a, a short, impactful, funny, well-thought-out, well-said you know, where you're at with this guy. So, Grifka, what are your thoughts on Lewis Riddick? He interviewed already with the Detroit Lions. He's very knowledgeable, and I, I don't envision him as like one of those guys coming from the broadcast booth that people are, are talking about, but uh, the guy has a lot of knowledge for the game. I really like his takes. I really like his take on what he thought about Matt Stafford, how more like the team has let him down more so than Matt Stafford is letting the team down. Um, what I like him as a general manager I would not be disappointed, and I could definitely think he would um, bring that team into a different direction. Yeah, this this guy's got a couple other interviews. Houston, he's going to interview with the Jaguars as well. I think the Lions have to be a little bit careful because, you know, they're going to interview these guys for the holidays. They're going to sit around and wait for the playoffs to end. They're going to try to interview those guys once they're out of the playoffs. Like, you just got to make sure you get the right guy. So if they were wowed by Lewis Riddick, I got real no issue with them coming out in a week or two or even less and just saying, hey, this is our guy. Um, but I think they're going to play this out quite a bit, and, and we'll see if he gets snapped up by somebody else. So, Grifka, what are your thoughts on GM candidate Thomas Dimitrov? And before you answer, Grifka, can you, can you do the people a favor with your incredible acumen? I mean, you always say you're just the... Uh, you know, you're the well-read, you know, just guy on this show. Can you go ahead and spell Dimitrov for me? I, I'd really like you to give that a shot. I think it's, I think it's what, D-I-M-I-T-R-O-F-F, something like that. <laughs> Grifka, I mean, uh, again, normally I use it to make fun of you on the show, but I got to do this just straight up spelling bee style. I think they do that when you're wrong, but that's actually correct, sir. Yeah. So uh, unbelievable. Go ahead. What do you what do you oh, think about Thomas Dimitrov, the guy with the crazy hair, the funky glasses, did a lot of good work in Atlanta, and then got booted because he sucked at the end. Um, actually, it, the, there's two guys I really like that that I hope they get one of the two, and actually Thomas Dimitrov is one of them, simply because what he did in Atlanta, Atlanta was like pretty much like Detroit. They were kind of like a you know a good year here or there kind of a you know they'd have a superstar here and there, and he really turned that team around. And it was just one of those things where I think they put a, you know, that team ended up putting a little too much stock and you know letting guys hang around a little too long and not flipping them fast enough. But the way he turned that franchise around and did you know turn it into something where you know you know the NFL actually took notice of him. So yeah, that is that that's probably one of my favorites. So I. I would really like it if he was the guy they brought in. Yeah, uh, one of the rare times uh, I agree with you. Um, I, I think he, if you go back and look at his draft record, man, lots of good talent on both sides of the football. The fact that he made that big swing for Julio Jones and everybody questioned that is a lot to give up, but Julio Jones has been nothing but a beast when he's actually out there. The games he doesn't have a hamstring, which nowadays is about 50% of the time. But, uh, yeah, I think he did some good things. I think Dan Quinn let him down, you know, in the long run and, and cost both of them. But uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I mean, he seems to be one of the more, you know, still 
pretty young, has a track record, you know, has some moxie to him, has a little bit of the uh, the Patriot ties as well. So hopefully he could do some things with some of the players you have. I know nobody wants to hear that, but, you know, it, it would be nice to have somebody with that kind of background that could do some things with uh, some of the football players we already have on the roster rather than just blow it up and completely start over. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, uh, we'll see if they give him a shot. And like I say, the craziest hair in the game. So that, that would be funny, too, to, to see what kind of do he brings to Detroit. Grifka, last one I have here. Keep this uh, part of the show short. Um, what are your thoughts on Rick? Mm, I guess I'd say it like this. Rick Smith. What do you think about Smithy boy? Good old Rick that was down there with the uh, Houston Texans back in the day. He's actually the other candidate I'm really hoping I, w- I would be really happy if they got. He was another one who actually built that franchise into something um, kind of where it is today. The only reason he left is um, his wife had some medical problems and you know ended up passing away. And at that point, the Texans really took a turn for the worst when Bill O'Brien became kind of did the dual role coach GM thing. So he's the one that built that franchise and and did a lot of good down there. So he's another one kind of took a team that was kind of kind of just, you know just in the league really not making any dent anywhere and turn into something where it was a perennial, you know, playoff contender. So um he's he's another GM I would really, really like if they got. Griffka, I forgot the the most important part of that question. Can you can you spell Smith for us, please? Um if I'm spelling it correctly, I think it's S M I F F F F F F F F F F F F something like that. It's a bad decision. Period. Point blank. It was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. Of course not, Griff. It's S M I T H. Come on now. I mean, why would you spell <laughs> it with a bunch of F's? That would be ridiculous. <laughs> so it's only spelled that way, and it goes out of thirty-four jersey. <laughs> so Griffka, I'm not with you at all on that. Like, I am not a fan of Rick Smith. I, I feel like he's a guy that. You know, is is it passed him by? He's been out of the game. Nobody's clamoring to get this guy. You know, you don't even see Houston being like, "Hey, you're good now. Come on back." They haven't even they forgot his phone number or something because they haven't even turned his way. I mean, a lot of people just like him because he's the buttoned up, you know, former GM. But I mean, he just doesn't do it for me like Dimitrov does, as well as you know, I, like I said, I I don't know that he put this amazing talent around the field. He had a few picks here or there. And people just think it's a safe play. The Lions need to be more aggressive. And, you know, I, again, I don't know who he'd bring in as a coach or if he'd have that same moxie and aggressiveness that Dimitrov had. So Smithy's not one of my favorites, but I could see why people like him for the safe factor and because of the track record. But it's not one of my top candidates. But, of course, if the Lions pick him, he'll be my favorite, and I'll support it, and I'll talk about him how great he is on the show. I mean, you know how I do. Drink it in, man. Grifka, have you been on Twitter recently? Because nobody ever hears from you. I got to give you crap on the show. You you shamelessly promote your Twitter, but you're never on there. You been on there at all recently? Uh, not since Sunday. I mean, I've been seeing some of your tweets and liking them, and uh, there was a couple that came through today that I, I, I like. So <laughs> you, you've given me a like here or there, but man, it's it's like pulling teeth getting something good out of Grifka. It's a random when he puts out something that's half decent or whatever. But Grifka, if you were on Twitter, you would have seen this. And that's the Oakry. Let me crank that music up. That's the Oakry mock draft on Mondays. I'm going to start doing the mock draft Mondays. And we got to play the mock draft music because every Monday I'm going to try to put out that mock draft for the people where I jump on the draft network and I do a quick mock draft. Uh, right now I'm at five rounds, but I could easily go seven rounds. Griffco, we kn- the people know you'd be capped out basically halfway through the first round. But Griffco... Let's share this with the people. They, again, you can find me at Derek Oakery. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Let's see if I can rumble through this thing with before my music runs out here. Griffco, the Oakery mock draft here early this Monday was this. With the first round pick at number 10 overall, the Detroit Lions select. Griffco, give me Zach Wilson, the quarterback of BYU. 
This kid can play. He can throw. He's got moxie. He wears a Jordan headband. You could put him on the cups, the souvenirs, the billboards. He's going to sell jerseys. You could even season him there for a year with Matt Stafford and let that contract sort of expire or the cap number come down. Give me Zach Wilson as my quarterback of the future for the Lions. At number 42 overall in the second round, Grifka, we know this is your favorite pick of my draft because it's a linebacker. That's all you and, and Doug and Gator on 97-1 pick as linebackers. Give me Dylan Moses of Alabama to be my middle linebacker, my blitzer, my captain of my defense. Grifka in the third round. I took this beast. He's from Florida State. He's an interior player and can rush the quarterback. Marvin Jones. Uh, love this guy out of Florida State. Would love to get him in the third round. At pick 111 overall, where Grifko's already fell asleep and he forgot people's names after pick 10, I've got Andre Cisco out of Syracuse. This guy's a, a safety that can fly over the football field. He led the college football in turnovers, Grifka. The Lions need turnovers, and that's what Cisco brings to you. And at pick 150 in the fifth, I was able to get Rashad Weaver edge from Pittsburgh. This guy was a top 80, um, top 90 player on the draft networks board. He can rush the passer. He can get after you. And he's just a good, solid football player from top to bottom. Love his size, ability, and the draft value there in the fifth round. Griffka, that's the Oak Mock draft. I would love it if we got that type of pedigree here for the Detroit Lions. I mean, you got to love it. Give me a follow. Can't wait for the draft. Oh, man, Grifka, that's how you get it done. That, I just ended it right at the music. I brought energy, unlike you on the show. I brought draft knowledge, unlike you on the show. Any thoughts on my mock draft, Grifka? I really like your pick of Cisco. Uh, considering what the lines have taken in safety recently, um, I want to say fresh blood back there, but the guys that we've been hoping pan out haven't. Plus, you know, you can get the nickname Cisco Kid, which is totally a cool nickname. Because you know me, I like names. <laughs> Grifka, have you watched Cisco? This guy's from Syracuse. Have you watched him via Lazy Boy Scouting sitting there in your chair? Uh huh. I've watched a couple. I've unfortunately had to watch a couple <laughs> Syracuse games since this has like been such an odd college football season with games canceled here and there. I mean, I know Syracuse wasn't that great, but he was one of the uh, bright spots on a pretty crappy team. <laughs> Grifka, have you put your eyes on Zach Wilson from BYU? Are, are you in love with this kid yet? Can you see him wearing the number one for the Detroit Lions and totally revamping this franchise? Us just going all out home run swing for a kid like this? I mean, or, or are you just going to tiptoe around like you often do? Oh, no, because actually as we are doing this, the, I have the BYU Central Florida Bowl game on right now, and he's pretty much tearing up a... Uh... You know, Central Florida. That's stuff. what he does. Everybody on Twitter's giving me crap. Oh, he's a Mormon. Oh, he plays at a small school. I'm not sure yeah, so about Jim him. Jim McMahon. I would take Jim McMahon. <laughs> Have yeah, you watched Jim this McMahon kid? Was Catholic, like, but still. The, the few times I went Grifka and sat and watched him, all he does is throw BBs all over the field. He runs that little sneaky option like Pat Mahomes, where he can pull it back, launch it, or he can run. I mean, like I said, he makes plays. He's a leader. He he loves football. I mean, all these things you look for. And like I say, he's that new age quarterback not that old 6'5 you know 230 pound pocket passer that we everybody likes but then they realize oh that's not where the game is anymore you need a guy that can move can throw it off, off platform make plays I'm telling you Zach Wilson's that guy Dylan Moses some people have like injury issues with him but man you get him in the second round I love that value I know some people are all about Micah Parsons there in the top 10 for the Lions I mean I like Micah Parsons a lot as a player, but if I can get Dylan Moses at 42, I like that a lot better. And like I said, Marvin Wilson is one of those, uh, you know, ball full of butcher knives type guys where he's just bowling ball in the middle that can get after you and make plays. And then, like I say, this Weaver kid, I had to do a little bit more homework on him, but the draft value was just too good, and that's a position of need. I went there rather than receiver. I passed on Nico. I passed on... Uh, the kid out of uh, Clemson that made some plays came back from injury, the wide receiver there. Lots of good receivers in this draft, but through five rounds, I just passed on them, figuring we could maybe go another route, or I just don't see that as a big as of a need. Everybody's clamoring for Devonta Smith out of Alabama. It's like, 
man, give me that QB instead of that little slight wide receiver like I put online today. Give me the quarterback all day, every day, and, and let's, you know, he doesn't even have to play right away, or he could play right away, you know, whatever it is. It's it's still better than a, a receiver to me in most situations, even if Devonta Smith is a good player and makes a bunch of plays on a good team. It's like, give me the quarterback. Let's get this thing in motion. And gosh, Matt Stafford keeps playing well, though. It's and like, you know, maybe we could get a few more, but I can't do that anymore Griff I can't I need a I need a new leader a new quarterback a swaggy quarterback a guy that's gonna make plays screw up you know uh, get the team excited and be the new leader I just I don't know I know people don't want to hear that but that's where I'm at with the team so I I thought it was a good mock I mean I'm gonna keep pumping them out you're gonna keep writing down the names so that when we do our draft shows you can rattle them back off to me and and tell me I told you so like you picked this guy out but I mean there it is there's the Oakry mock for this week I mean I thought we'd get it in here in the show and and Grifka I got a little challenge for you to end the show I mean I put you through the paces I made you smell the meat spelled Dimitrov you actually nailed that which is surprising just like when you nailed the Grifka Wonderlick test I couldn't believe that I've had to yell at you a couple times on the show because I'm the only one bringing energy and entertaining the people here you're putting me to sleep with your ums and your 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 half answers here but Grifka maybe maybe you'll do me right here at the end of the show I got a little Grifka challenge you think you could step up to the plate here at the end of the show and wow the people sure let me see what I can do here let me grab my five hour energy and see if that'll give me instant boost (laughs) I mean how about you wow the people? How about you wow somebody like Frank Ribble, who's just all over Twitter putting up fantasy football everything. I mean, I, I told this guy to jump in one fantasy football league two years ago. Now he's like the the president and CEO of everything fantasy football. It's unbelievable. How about you wow Frank Ribble? Can you do that? Wow! 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 <laughs> That's actually Frank Ribble, everybody. Called up our hotline. Which What's that number again, Grifsky? That number is 989. 989- Two seven two three four eight four. Once again, nine eight nine two seven two. Kevin Smith and Herman Moore. You can call that number up and leave a hilarious message that we'll laugh at, we'll replay on the show, and, and if it's good enough, like Frank Ribble's a little bit right there. We'll make a sound bit out of it. We'll play it more on the show. I mean, we, 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 we've had Conrad on the show. Roll Tide, baby. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we had this guy named Todd one time that called up the show. Hello. My name's Todd. <laughs> that, that was interesting. <laughs> I mean, we've had all types of calls here on the show. We got to get those back rolling. We got to get people making us laugh. Because if you don't make us laugh or if you don't have a good take, we don't put you on the show. That's kind of how we do it. So, Grifka, let's get down to the Grifka Challenge. I want you to end this show with some energy and, and get the people all fired up. So, often on the show, I hate to do this to you because you and others out there in the Twitter sphere and social media think I just beat you up all the time and I'm so hard on you and poor Grifka. Well, the reason I do that is because most of the times on the show, you're woe is me, poor Lions fan. Oh, I've never seen a winner, blah, blah, blah. The team never good all this like negative stuff and you only tweet about negative stuff and you only find joy it feels like when the lions are getting beat or when stuffs aren't going well yet when they win i hear nothing from you so grifka i'm here today to pose this challenge to end the show the grifka challenge for this this week is to fire up the people I mean, this is the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, Griff. I mean, take out a pitcher, take out a few glasses, and I mean, absolutely serve it up. For Drink it in, man. Pour that Detroit Kool-Aid out and tell the people, tell the loyal listeners of the show why they should be fired up about the Lions, why they should get excited about these last two games. What players have you just licking your chops for the future of this team? I mean, let's go, Griffka. Let's Let's get the people going. Let's serve up some Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Go ahead, sir. Okay, so the the last couple games, what you're really going to want to watch for are the guys that actually made the Pro Bowl. And I know people make fun of me, and I even I diss on the Pro Bowl. But I am very impressed. I'm extremely impressed, first of all, with Frank Ragnow. Corn man. tough as nails. These guys tough as nails, man. The guy against our, you know, NFL's beloved Packers. Somehow he ends up with a fractured throat. I mean, that probably just happened naturally, right? Not because of the Packers, but this guy finished the game. This guy's tough as nails. This is the guy you're going to want to build the whole offensive line around. I, you know, I'm in love with this guy. I know Derek sent me. Derek sent me straight. Says so he's going to be great. And I'm like, okay, I don't like you know interior linemen in the first round. I freaking hate it. 
But no, I'm in, I'm on this guy's side now. I'm on the bandwagon for Frank Rang. Now, you all should be too. He's going to be the freaking rock of Gibraltar in there in the middle of that offensive line for years to come. Drink Max, it in, gonna, uh... The guy made the step that we we're looking for. I'm still not happy with taking a tight end in the first round, especially where they took him, but Hawkinson's really improved. Uh, he's not one of the top five. Once again, me and Derek talked about it in a prior show, but this guy is well on his way to becoming a superstar tight end. It's like, still... Duh. It's one of those things, though. You, you got to kind of take. You got you got to take what he does. Yeah, he had the little fumble there, but still, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let that slide for all the other things he he can do for this team. So that's another guy. Keep watching and Fox. I don't know where this Drink guy is. Guys, in, hands uh... for leg. I'm not talking kicking field goals. I'm talking like booming punts. I mean, guy's a rookie, undrafted, comes out of nowhere, makes Pro Bowl. Okay, I'm gonna live with those three young guys right there. The next guy, I, I know it's like Derek said, ready to move on, but still. If if he's around here next year, I'll live with Matt Stafford. Once again, I know Stafford! we talked about oh his back faking injury, stuff like that. Who knows? Once again, this guy Matt Stafford just showing how tough he is. They asked him after the game, why'd you go out there and play? He's like, I'm the line I'm the Detroit Lions quarterback. That's what I do. I gotta love that, man. I've seen guys like, Oh, I got I got turf toe, I got a hangnail, I got a bad haircut, I can't play on Sunday. Matt Stafford's not gonna do that, you're gonna live with that. So Detroit Lions love that as well. Another guy looking because, I don't know, once again, it's contract year. Marvin Jones, where'd this guy come from? He was on a milk carton early in the season. This guy's catching everything now. He's, he's, he's all over the place. This guy's putting up yards. He's looking like the guy that we should re-sign, like Derek mentioned a few weeks ago. We shouldn't walk away from this guy. See if we can bring this guy back in for a good contract. Yeah, I understand. I got it in my head, dude. On defense. Once again, I'm hoping this isn't fool's gold right here, but Romeo Carr jumping over tackles, trying to Cornbread. getting safeties. This guy's having a year. This guy's having a year. I, I, so I'm impressed with him. I don't know. I'm still a little weary about him. You know, Mr. Up, Down, Up, Down. Let's hope this isn't an aberration. I know Derek tried to set me straight a few weeks ago, but still, it's one of those things. I'm going to hope this guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink the Kool-Aid in for this guy. Because Lions need pass rush, and he's the guy to do it right there. I'm undefeated. Never lost. Exactly. And then the last guy, I'm going to say it, and I know simply because I haven't had a chance to shake his hand yet, we have to get to training camp next year so I can shake this man's hand so he turns into a freaking all-pro. And that's Jeff Okuda. You know, I know you went to the university, which I can't even say – but just hey, let me listen. shake your hand. You become great. Ohio it works. Believe me, it freaking works. <laughs> I didn't shake Eric Ebron's hand. I didn't shake Kyle Boynoy's hand when he was here. I, I I walked away from other guys, but no, I shook Darius Slay's hand. Look what he turned into. Yes, yeah, having a rough year in, in Philly, but the guy was good in Detroit. So that's what we're looking for. That's what you got. Just that's that's what we got. That's what we're hoping for. We're drinking the Kool Aid for these guys. These are the the foundation that you need to take the team forward. Right there, Grifka. Are you still there? Yes. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm catching my breath. <laughs> I'm I'm proud of you, Grifka. I mean, one of the, one of the rare times on the show. You you brought it. You had some good takes. You, you still need some work in allowing me to drop some funny sound bits. You just talk right over them like you don't even hear them. Drink it in. Uh... But other than that, Grifka, you you didn't you didn't do this. That drives me freaking bonkers. <laughs> you, you 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 blew it up. You brought the heat. You served it up for the people. I mean, I, I I'm excited. I, I think people have reason to be excited about this team. I'm still looking for funny drops, but I mean, I, I, I think he did work. I mean, I think Rip Hamilton enjoyed it. Yes, sir. <laughs> like it was good <laughs> stuff. So Grifka, like everybody, I mean, thank you so much for listening to the show. We, we try to entertain you. We try to make you laugh. We try to talk football and, and Grifka just did a good job right there across the board, serving it up. Drink it in. Uh... That Detroit Kool-Aid. So everybody, there's only one thing left to do before we get up out of here. Griff could just brought the heat. I'm going to let him stay on the show for another week, but I got to ask him one more question, and that's simply this. Griffka, after you just brought that lumber, if you just got to be fired up, if you just admitted how wrong you've been on all these football players and how they're playing great and how everybody should be excited moving forward, Griffka, I just want to know from you, do you have anything else for the people? Uh, nope. <laughs> Everybody, drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Serve it up with a little side of cornbread. Cornbread! And everybody, will be back on Friday talking all things Detroit Lions right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Until then... 
Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.